think also letting them fail, mm. especially as they get older, and that it's not going to be the end of the world, helping mm. them process that, not stepping in and writing the teacher and not <laughs> stepping in and fixing it. It's hard for us yeah. parents who have done that since they're little. That's what I'm talking about. Wait. Okay, now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. Oh, okay. I like, I like it. I like That's this. Good. It's time to dance. Okay. It's like dance music right here. I'm going on the record <laughs> as saying that might be my favorite. Wow. Oh, yeah. Chris, that's a big deal. Kurt usually is like perplexed when yeah, the music comes on. He's yeah. like, what, what is this? What? Well, decade? here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like perplexed by the music. I'm just <laughs> two months in. I'm still perplexed by the concept. <laughs> Of different music every time. Chris is the one only one. Producer things. Chris is you... the only one who knows what the music's going to be. That's perplexing to me. The concept of opening music is 100% you on point. You can't put producer Chris in a box. No, no. Thank you. you, know, thank he, you. Do you he will not, like, not stay in the corner. Do you not like surprises? Because you're like Enneagram no. oh, 7. I thought you liked change. I, no, I love surprises. I love change. I also love... It just sounds totally contradictory, but I also love, there's aspects of my life where uh. things need to be consistent and strategic. And the song is one of the and, strategic. Yes, yeah, that's strategic. one of your yeah, yeah, song's yeah. gotta be one of them. <laughs> he wants to be strategic so, with the music. Okay, well, everybody, thanks for putting up with our nonsensical banter. rambling banter. Thank you, thank you. I was I couldn't come up with a word. Our nonsensical banter. Um, as always, this is the On Purpose Parents Podcast. We're thrilled you're with us. We are humbled and honored that you are taking the time out of your mm. week. Whatever you're doing, maybe you're driving your car mm. on your way to or from work. Maybe you just dropped your children off at school. Maybe you're on the treadmill. Maybe you're walking the beach trail, mm. unless you live in Idaho. And then you're probably not doing that. <laughs> but if you live in our part right. of the country, you're, yeah. you're, you're walking the beach trail. Whatever it is that you're doing while you're listening, we're, we're honored that you would take the time to trust us mm -hmm. to help you win as a parent, that you would trust us to help you help your children grow up to be interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom contribution. As always, I'm Kurt Johnston, the amazing Grace Yoon, the music happy, button happy <laughs> producer Chris hello, off hello. camera as <laughs> always. And then today we have a very special guest as we work our way through the parenting stages and ages, roles and goals of the On Purpose Parent Plan. Yes. We have the amazing, wonderful Holly McGee. Yay! Oh, Yay. thank you. Thank you. Applause. Yes. Grace, we're why excited. don't you get to know yes. Holly a little bit? So Holly, um, we're yes. so happy that you're here with us. Thank you for joining us this morning and giving us a little bit of your time. As parents, we know time is one of the most precious <laughs> commodities, so we don't take it for granted to come here and to just spend this time with us. Thank you so much. For our listeners, could you introduce yourself, um, share a little bit about your family, what you do, and help us get to know you a little bit better? Yes. So I have a freshman in high school, a son who's 15, and mm -hmm. he is obsessed with soccer. Mm -hmm. So that's our world. Um, and then I have a middle schooler, a sixth grade girl, and she plays lacrosse and all the sports. Um, she's playing flag football right now, which Wait, is kind of cool. Really? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Is it a girls league or is it a boys girls, league? Girls. And it's wow. all through school. So yeah. they just oh, do wow. a new sport. That's really cool. 
I yeah. didn't know flag so, football was like a, a school. It's pretty awesome. Orchestrated sport. Yeah. Just for six weeks. Very quick. Oh, okay. But yeah. Oh, yeah. And she awesome. has like violin. And um, I think the coolest thing about our family that makes it a little unique is that we lived in Germany for mm-hmm. four years. And so I kind of understand really all the types of schools you could ever think of. We've done mm. German school, public school, private school, <laughs> international school, Christian school. So we've done oh, wow. all of that. Wow. And lived in Germany. So. Have, you, have, have you ever <laughs> done tr- like classic homeschooling in the middle of all that? Well, only during COVID. Only during COVID, yeah. yeah. Right. That was yes. my least favorite. But <laughs> we might, parents yes. who can do it. Almost, almost every parent was a homeschool parent for yeah. a, a little while I know. during COVID. Whether you wanted it or yeah. not, you know. Unless yeah. you lived in Florida. <laughs> wow! There, are we sorry. Why are we going to go? Where so, are we going to go with this podcast so, today? So, so far, I've um, ticked <laughs> off people in Ohio <laughs> and Florida, uh, Idaho. Did you mention no, Idaho, Idaho too? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my point being, like now I have to, I have to dig we myself. We love all our listeners. If yes. there's any my, all, all, from Idaho all, and Florida, all I meant to we say, we love all schools, John. <laughs> yeah. All I meant to say was, if you lived in Florida. The public schools didn't close down for quite mm, as long as they did go. in yes. other parts of the country. Right. And so for the world. Our, yeah. our school yeah. was closed yeah. for like a year. Exactly. So. Wow. I, so were your kids in Germany or no, were you in Germany when um, your son was in middle school? When did you, yeah. when were you in Germany? Yeah, I was there four years. So he was in middle school. So it's recent. Yeah. Wow. We've been back a year. All right. Yeah. And so, how are you liking California? Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're a, so great. you're a California native. Yes. I'm from you, California, yeah. so I love the beach and the yeah. weather. And so it was, it, was yeah. a, it was a little bit of a sacrifice for you guys to move to Germany mm. for four years. For, yeah. As far as in, in your mind, as far as. Yeah, in, especially the kids. It was, yeah. it was hard. That's tough. They're awesome. Yeah. And then COVID hit while you were there, right? Yes. Oh, wow. So we oh. survived Berlin. Yeah in COVID, COVID. <laughs> which was very, it was very strict. So yeah. we couldn't really do much. Right. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, that'll be interesting to hear kind of what that journey was yeah. like as we talk a little bit more. But before we dive into the questions that we have for you this morning, we want to play a little icebreaker game oh, okay. that we play with our guests. So don't, I'm going to just reach it, over here. Don't produce it, Chris. <laughs> it's the tub of truth. That's a nice one. Oh, Thank you. The tub of truth. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I always feel like when producer Chris turns on the music, I feel like I have to like hold this jar like over my head yeah, and just, like. <laughs> let's just keep it tub of truth. <laughs> no, I, you know, I sound like the the, the old curmudgeon. I don't know I, if you can, uh, you can I don't control play that music. Chris. Tub of what? I'm turn of I'm not a curmudgeon, but hey, play that music more. What do you think of Californians in this room? Okay. And those of you who are listening who are Californians, play that what you just played again, can the you? The Tub of Truth Yeah, the anthem. Tub of Truth. Like, that reminds me of something very specific. It's like out of the movie. Olympics? It's like, it's oh, like Jurassic Park Wars. after they killed to all me, the bad guys. it reminds dinosaurs. me of the music in Soaring Over California at California oh. Adventure oh. at Disneyland. That could work for yeah. that. The, yeah. the soaring over California music. Yeah, yeah there you yeah. go. It's very majestic. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Makes me love California. There you oh. go. <laughs> it's great. And I we also, also love, love Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> 
and all of the other yes, states. We love, we love every state. <laughs> and all our favorite countries all right, here of we go. the world. Okay. <laughs> the tub of so truth. what we'd like you to do is take three slips of paper three? from the tub oh of truth. Goodness. And we and read them one by one and give us your answer. Would you rather fly or be invisible? I'd definitely fly. Okay, yeah. that was 100%, quick. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I love 100%. I love flying. I love being up high. It's like a so, so yeah. fun. Rather yeah. Superman than Harry Potter. Basically, Def- yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, okay. Number no, just two. <laughs> she got easy ones, or at least one. One of them's easy. Okay, okay, I could make see. them up. Yeah. Um, would you rather listen to Baby Shark on repeat for a whole year, <laughs> oh, or never hear music for three years? That's oh. an impossible oh, question. There you go, Holly. I have to go with Baby Shark. Oh, you, so you'd repeat. rather listen to Baby Shark on repeat than well, nothing, and get other music, right? No, no, that's included. No. It's just Baby Shark on yeah. repeat. Because you can't sweet. listen that to anything else. You're not going to get any other music. It's just Baby Shark. I don't, that's, I don't think that's net, in the question. Well, let's just rephrase it. Pick your fa- what, What's your favorite song? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Well, well, <laughs> it's, it's Baby what, Shark. Whatever, whatever it is, your favorite song yes. over and over and over and over oh. and over. And that's the only song Actually, you ever hear or no songs for three years. Okay. Maybe I'll change my answer. To no songs? No songs, I guess. I don't know. Music is just... Yeah, it's such an important one. part of my life. I mean, especially after our whole conversation on music this I morning. Mean, yeah. yes. <laughs> I gotta go with music. <laughs> I don't know. I think I would go with no music personally, just because I I would rather have silence and the, then listen to the birds outside re- than like baby shark. Yeah. <laughs> well then you get it stuck in your head. And yeah. even when it's off, it's still. And you can't oh, think. Yeah, yeah it's kinda yeah. crazy. Okay. All, All right. right. Last but not least. Would you rather only drink coffee and no other beverages except water? Or never be able to drink coffee again. Of course, drink coffee. Oh, are you That's, a coffee I mean, drinker? Yeah, <laughs> but 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 coffee and water only. Yeah, I can, or I'm, no coffee. Yeah, but I basically every, do that. Every other option. <gasps> Tea. Just no coffee. Yeah. No. So coffee and water. No coffee and water. Oh, wow. see, okay. she has okay. conviction yeah. about coffee. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's basically okay. what I drink now, except Fair a enough. little soda water. That counts, right? Yeah, yeah I think enough. the rest of us would probably do. Ditch the coffee and go with the yeah, other ones. Yeah, we're like a life without coffee. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Does um, Germany have good coffee? Oh, they're gonna get mad. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) we're just like making everyone mad this morning outside of. We we do have. It's okay. We do have a number of people that listen from Germany. Oh, there you go. Yes, they have the best coffee ever. (laughs) Don't ask them to make an iced coffee because it will have ice cream included. But, oh, really? I mean, maybe you would like that. that I don't know. That sounds delicious. Yeah. That actually sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Holly, for playing that game with us yeah. and being silly with us and just, you know, being part of this goofiness that we are sometimes. <laughs> thank you for your thank patience you. with thank that. You. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> well, Holly, um, thanks for joining us. We yeah. really appreciate you taking the time. Um, just to get you up to speed, uh, real briefly, we are spending 10 weeks interviewing mm. parents who are in different ages and stages, different seasons of Mm -hmm. parenting um, in our efforts to raise lifelong followers of Jesus Mm -hmm. who are interdependent, who want to make a kingdom contribution. And along the way, our kids go through these different seasons, different ages and stages. And as parents, we have different roles. And so today is week two of our conversation with parents who are in the well, you're 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 in both, just like Jason last last episode. You have a high schooler and you have a middle schooler, but we're focusing on the middle school season mm-hmm. um, of parenting. And Ruby is in sixth grade, so yeah. she's like on the front end. Silas is on the back end, so you're in a unique, unique situation where you might tell 
refer to either one of them yeah, as, as right. we talk um, because it's so fresh. But, yeah. you know, one of them, the Silas is so fresh and, and Ruby's just entering it. But th- we're going to kind of focus in on that and hopefully just encourage our parents yeah. who are in yeah. this season. Um, the middle school years are not easy mm. years to raise our kids. They, they can be really fun. They're wonderful, but it, they're tough years oftentimes for our kids, which then as a result are oftentimes tough years for us as parents too, because mm. when our kids are hurting, we're hurting. When our mm. kids are struggling, we're, it makes us sad. Um, they can be maybe for the first time ever pushing back on rules and thinking yeah. on their own in some <laughs> scary, in some exciting ways and some scary ways. And you put all that in the pot of ad, early adolescence mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's a season. It's a time for sure. Um, but we know that you're going to have some stuff just to encourage our parents who find themselves in the same boat. Mm-hmm. And so, so Holly, as you think about this, this season of raising teenagers, early adolescents, what's something about like the middle school years and that stage of life that you've just kind of grown to appreciate? Maybe it caught you off guard, but it's something you understand and appreciate specifically around that early adolescent stage. Mm. I love just how they're growing Mm. and how you can have more discussions, Mm. almost like they're an adult, but they're not. But you can process more things with them. You can be more real. You Mm. can have those discussions. And it's so rewarding Mm. to see all of the seeds that you planted when they're little um, become something that is so cool now. Mm. Yeah. It's not every day, but right. there are moments that are just awesome yeah. with them. And, and I, the, the, there's the, the good and the bad side of that, right? The good side is, wow, we were having all these amazing conversations about things we didn't used to get to talk mm. about. The, the challenging side of that is, oh, we're talking about that. Yep. Or, oh, you, oh, you, oh, you have that question. Yep. Or, hey, Rob, your husband, hey, Rob, um, you need to talk to them about A, B, or C based on comments that they've made or whatever. What, what's mm-hmm. something that's been a little bit challenging in that for you? Because mm. there's the good side of we're talking about all this awesome stuff. What's been the, the challenging side to that? Mm. That's a great question. I, I usually love it. But, oh. yeah, maybe... Mm. Maybe just not knowing the right way to handle it. Maybe yeah. not knowing exactly what to say or if I've said the wrong thing or the right thing. But I think the cool thing is that your kids are so forgiving and you can mm. always go back and adjust mm. or research more or think about it and go yeah. back and have another conversation. So it's a really cool. Season. So is there, can you identify a reason or, or some mindset for you because when you say, I love it, mm-hmm. you know, you, I mean, you're saying the very opposite of what so many parents feel mm, is right. you're saying, I love the tough conversations. Mm. I love those challenging moments. I, I love talking yeah. about deeper, bigger things. Mm. Is there, is there something, is it just the way you're wired? Does it come naturally? It could be. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I've realized how short my time is with them mm. Mm. and I'm so happy to discuss these things now before they go to college. I mean, my son only has a couple more years. Right. And if, he, mm. if we can process anything now while they're in our home, it, I just feel like it's going to be so much better than when he's on his own yeah, somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. I'm curious. Um, like you said, it's, you know, you've been planting these seeds. You mentioned like planting these seeds and then now you're seeing the fruition of actually having these conversations because a, a, a lot of times with boys and also sometimes with girls, some of the things parents will say is they just don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. Right. So like yeah. one of your things that you were noticing about the stage that you just really enjoy and even the things that most parents would say they don't enjoy, mm. you enjoy is the conversation piece. Yeah. But some of it is how do you even just get 
them to talk to you and if that's something that you enjoy is this something that you guys have like emphasized when they were younger and now that they're in middle school they're still willing to talk to you or do you guys just do it naturally or do you guys have like this is talk time I mean like <laughs> how, what does well, that look like yeah, in your there, family there has been a couple of things that I intentionally did when they were small um, I was thinking back to when they were little and I was so exhausted as a mom with toddlers but I always tuck them in bed um, read them story mm. and I sat with them mm. and I know that's kind of controversial sometimes moms don't do that but for me that's what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and I sat with them while they fell asleep mm. and like I would hold their hand or maybe not maybe I'd just be on my phone mm-hmm. but I was there and still to this day my son will ask me to sit with him when he mm. goes to bed like mm. um and so because I've always been there, that he knows that's the time that he can talk to me. Right. My daughter knows that's oh. the time. Um, and so it's been really special, even though at seasons it was really hard. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that I really realized when I was in Germany, because I couldn't drive there, it wasn't allowed. So we biked everywhere and I missed car time. And I realized how oh. special hmm. time in the car with your kids is. Because when you're on a bike, you can't really talk. Right. So now it's a family rule that we ne- we don't do phones in the car. We talk. Wow. And that's just, or we listen to their music and right. we connect on oh, the stuff so that good. they like to listen to. Right. Or we talk about their school or I just ask a ton of questions. And I know sometimes they might get, <laughs> they might not like that, but I just feel like that's my time with yeah, them and they're there and they have to talk to right, me. Right. <laughs> that's well, really what, good. What jumps off the page to me about both of those instances is those are both examples. The bedtime and the mm. car time are examples of just taking advantage of time that's going to happen anyway. Right. Yep. So you're not like finding extra time yeah. or you're not to, you know, Grace's question, you're not saying, Hey, we're creating talk time in our busy schedule. In our busy schedule, we've also got to sit aside. We've got a calendar <laughs> yeah. out talk time. And you but, have to talk to me. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to bed yep. every night. Yep. They're going to bed and there's a, there's an evening routine every night. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're, you're in the car every day. Yep. Doesn't matter. You're, you're in the car. And so to say, hey, those are some times that are happening anyway that we can take advantage of. And instead of just sort of wasting that time, yeah. using that time strategically, I think is is pretty insightful and, and yes. good for you for, for doing that. Yeah. Um, one of the primary roles that you have is a parent of an early adolescent and Silas, as he's moving out, yeah. you know, you'll, you'll always still be this to him um, when when your children are, are younger before kindergarten, we talk about the role of the caregiver. And then when they move into elementary school, we talk about the role of a crafter, that you're mm-hmm. crafting their worldview and you're crafting character and all that kind of stuff. And you're still doing that for both of your kids. You're still the caregiver for yeah. Silas, right? He's not self-sufficient yet. Um, but you're now, you, you just sort of add hats. Right. And as you now find yourself, especially with Ruby, we've identified that in middle school, the primary role of a parent is to be a cheerleader. Mm. They just need people to cheer them on, to be in their corner. Um, Talk to us a little bit about that. Like what have you found enjoyable about that? Mm -hmm. How have you seen, how have you maybe strategically kind of been Ruby's cheerleader? Just talk to us a little bit about that. Mm. Yeah. There's so many great things about middle schoolers and, um, 
I think for me, I've identified what makes her really unique and special. I mean, I've worked with junior hires a lot, mm. and I know, like, I know one of the great things about them is that they're typically very emotional and excited mm -hmm. and loud. And my daughter is not like that. Mm. And, and, and so, by the way, she just said one of the great things about them. Yes. <laughs> one of the awesome things <laughs> so is they're, em they're emotional, oh, <laughs> loud. <laughs> Excitable. Excitable. <laughs> Ask a ton of questions. I mean, <laughs> and, and in Holly's world, that is I awesome. love it. Maybe yeah. I am we, unique. I don't we know. Need, we need this. This is why we okay, need sorry. your voice. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, if you give them a donut, they think it's the best thing in the oh, world. Right. You know, just they're so excited about life. Mm. Well, my daughter, if you give her a donut, she'll say, oh, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. And so I've had to adjust how I parent her right. and to see how grateful I am for how God made her. And that if oh, she, so if she's in a group of her friends and they're doing something she shouldn't do, or she doesn't want to do, she will not do it. Right. She does not care. Oh. I mean, just looking at that other side of like, this is how God made her. And that's so awesome. Mm. Um, and I wow. think all of our kids are so unique. And so just finding that when they are in, in middle school, maybe we don't like all their emotions and excitement, right. but there's great things in that, in who God is making them to be and made them to be. So when oh, you think about Silas beautiful. and Ruby, like mm. how have you maybe had to or chosen to cheerlead them differently? Oh, well, they're so different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My son is extremely competitive, all about soccer. Um, mm. Just that's his world. Whereas my daughter's not, she doesn't care about that. And so just every way that I parent them is different, but always no one will turn away from encouragement mm. and just being their cheerleader in their decisions they make, um, in what they do. And I think also letting them fail, mm. especially as they get older and that it's not going to be the end of the world helping them process that, not stepping in and writing the teacher, not stepping in and fixing it. It's hard for us yeah. parents who have done that since they're little. Right. And now it's a new phase right. where we have to let them yeah. fail. Ooh, man, you that's just... That's good, yeah. You, yeah, that's so good. And what you, you just said something in kind of briefly that is so important and really is an act of cheerleading, even though it doesn't always sound like, and you said not, you said, so not emailing the teacher or not mm. calling the teacher and kind of fighting their battle for them. Yeah. About. Mm -hmm. um, whereas a lot of, a lot of times as parents, we think, well, if I'm their cheerleader, then I'm always their advocate. I'm always yeah. on team Silas, no yeah. matter what. And of course we're on team Silas. We're on team. Yeah. You're on team Ruby all the time. Yeah. Sometimes I think we make the mistake of saying, well, because I'm on team Ruby, I'm going to advocate for her all the time. I'm going to call the teacher yeah. and fight. That's how I'm going to show my daughter that I'm her cheerleader. Yeah. Where if you can look at a bigger, longer view, one of the most important things we can teach our children is like resiliency and responsibility right. and natural, the like the laws of natural consequences and all these yes. things and helping them at age appropriate times learn all that is an yeah. act of that, 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 that shows them, even though it may not feel like it in the time mm -hmm. that's you're being their biggest cheerleader for their long-term health. When you say, I'm not going to call the teacher and yeah. ask her to give you an extension on the homework. Yeah. yeah. That's Ruby, really good. You, you, yeah. You, you, but you can, but you can. 
And yeah. you're you're yeah. teaching her self sufficiency, which is cheering her on. You're cheering her yeah. on in big, big world, big life skills that she has yeah. to learn to, to figure out. Yeah, on and then they feel so successful. That's just mm. happened with my daughter's report card. The wrong grade was on it. And I had her go talk to the teacher, and it was a pretty big process. Yeah. She got an A. And oh, she wow. feels so proud because she did it. Right. You know? Yeah, and you're equipping her with the tools. It's not like, oh, I have a problem. I can't do anything. Mom will come fix it for me. Dad yeah. will come fix it for me. It's like, okay, what happened here? I have the ability to go ask a question. I can go out and ask for clarity and then there's a positive result and that's very empowering. The right. other thing that you said that I think um, was just so meaningful about cheerleading is that you were, and, and you mentioned this, you didn't fall into the trap of comparing, which I think, yeah. especially when, well, for the middle schoolers, I think that's like a very common thing now. You start to compare yourself with your friends and things like that. But as parents, it's just, it's so just natural to compare. And yeah. when you gave that illustration of um, all middle schoolers are so excited about getting a donut <laughs> and my child is not, I think a lot of parents would get a little uh, worried about that. Like, hey, and it could be whatever other illustration it might yeah. not be about a donut, but it could be like, hey, everyone else is mm -hmm. happy. Like, can you just, why aren't right. you like happy? Everyone like right. everyone yeah. else is, everyone else seems to, all the other parents can relate about their yeah. kids acting this way and I can't really join in because you're not like that. It yeah. can create this pressure, but I love how you think about it. I think your mindset is very positive in that you're seeing, oh, wow, she has these strengths. Like she yeah. doesn't just fall under right. peer pressure. She right. can stand up for her convictions and, yeah. and you can see that. And by the fact that as a mom, you seeing that her difference as something, um, as a strength, you can actually yeah. cheerlead that yeah. as yeah. opposed to yeah. criticize something right. that's actually a strength. And yeah. so that's that was really beautiful. Yeah, you you, you yeah. cheerlead your adolescent, you cheerlead your middle schooler by really celebrating and honoring and leaning into how God's wired them yes. and shaped them yes. and their unique yeah. personalities instead of saying, well, you should really be how we think you should be or how yeah. every other kid is or how society says you mm -hmm. should be is, is thinking. And, and that's a fine line, right? Cause we do, they're, they're not everything natural about mm -hmm. us. Not everything natural about our middle schoolers is awesome. Right. Right. And we, we naturally have some pretty sinful yucky stuff yeah. Yeah. as human beings that we do have to, yeah. you know, shape and mold. But man, if we can, if we can separate that from just the stuff that well, I would prefer if my daughter was a little bit more excitable yeah. right? instead of cheerleading and leaning into God's wired her to be a little bit more even keeled. Yeah. And that's a wonderful thing. And there's going to be some really powerful aspects of who she becomes as a, as a woman someday right. yeah. based on her even temper. Yeah. Right. And, and the question is, is some of that kind of worry about kids being different is it really just stemming from our ourselves? It's really not about the kids. Is it just like, am I doing something wrong as a parent? Because my kid's not like every other parent. And so if our encouragements to our kids to act a certain way is stemming from our own insecurities, then right. that's yeah. we're probably that's probably what's leading us yes. astray, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that's a well, sports great picture. Sports parents get an unfair um, ding is sports parents are always the ones who are accused of living vicariously through their kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's sports. But most parents live vicariously through their kids mm. in, in either what they expect of them 
or in how they respond to certain character traits, Mm -hmm. right? We live vicariously. Oh, they're they're a bad reflection on me. The fact that they got in trouble at school for being the class clown. Mm -hmm. Well, if if I'm embarrassed because my son or my daughter is a class clown, in a way, I'm living vicariously through them. um, In the same way, a sports parent might be guilty Mm -hmm. of it, and so. For us to cheerlead them and just say, man, you're awesome. You're handcrafted. God knit you together in your mother's womb. And we honor that and we celebrate that and we cheer you on. And we we can't wait to see how those character traits flesh out as you become a younger adult in your life. Talk to us a little bit. So that's, that's the role of cheerleading. In each of these ages and stages, we also have identified what we say is a primary goal for parents. So the primary goal when you have younger children is that they would see your faith as a mom and a dad. They would just see your faith and experience your faith. Then in elementary school, the primary goal is that as parents, you would begin to nurture their faith and nurture it and you know spur it on. And then comes middle school and the big, really important goal shifts and it's to help your children own their own faith, mm-hmm, that yeah. they would own their faith. Um, can you talk a little bit about maybe it was Silas or maybe it's 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 Ruby? Um, what are you and Rob doing to encourage them to own their faith and make their faith their own? Hmm. Well, one thing I thought of is how friends are so important at this stage, and it's been really neat to see the friends that my kids have chosen, hmm. and really even nurturing those friendships that are really good for them, hmm. because we're not who they look to anymore for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And so just when we can focus on those friends who love Jesus and are great influences, um, we do that as much as we can. And then we as sports parents are never home for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) And I've given up the guilt of that. And I've just embraced breakfast. And (laughs) that's when we have our time together. So if there's a spiritual discussion, sometimes they don't want to talk. So we'll watch JHM videos. We'll watch... We'll listen to this podcast. Oh, (laughs) no. Um, We just, you know, find stuff online or the Bible app. The Bible app is awesome. Um, And we'll have that playing and then that'll kind of lead to a discussion. But it's not a lot of pressure. It's not going to be this amazing breakfast every day, but it's an intentional time Mm -hmm. that we have to kind of focus on. And so you're not saying it this this way, but what what I'm hearing you say, and so correct me if I'm wrong, is... You're, you're one of the ways you're helping them own their faith is through having some ongoing spiritual conversations yes. as a family yes. so that when maybe they're not with you or as they get older, that, that kind of thinking, talking, looking at the world will become, will just be natural to them. Yeah. So I should say that when we're not there or when we're not around, they still do that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So it's like setting up those patterns for yes, them yes. so that... When, like, I'll text Ruby, what are you doing? She's mm-hmm. like, reading my Bible. You oh, know, wow. I mean, that's amazing. That is amazing. Um, <laughs> for <laughs> sixth grader, dang. That's unbelievable. Anyway, it just yeah. happened this Sunday. It's yeah, never it happened is. before. <laughs> but um, I had to go to work, and so she was just, it was Sunday yeah. morning. So she's like, I'm reading my Bible and watching church. It was just a pattern that mm. we have set. Right. So building those traditions helps them to do it when we're not even around. Mm. Yeah, right. that's really awesome. good. Also, it's like the traditions, you mentioned it, but also creating that space that ties yeah. in with some of the things you were saying earlier about 
you're a sports mom and you guys are busy and you don't have traditional dinners together yeah. all the time, but you find those other pockets of space where the connection and communication and questions can happen, like whether it's bedtime or in the car yeah. or creating the traditions. And, and that, that kind of, I think can be an encouragement to parents is again, with that whole comparison theme is that your way of connecting with your kids may look very different and it doesn't matter whatever yeah. works for your family yeah if it's not the dinner time you know sometimes you read the articles and they're like everyone should always yes. have dinner together and then if you're a family that doesn't pull that off regularly you feel guilty you right. feel bad and then you say well i'm failing there but for our listeners i mean this is a great encouragement that it can look unique to your family for sure and the question is just are you being intentional mm. to implement whatever it looks like for your family to create that space to allow those right. conversations to happen and don't compare just don't compare yeah, with anyone else sure. you know yeah yeah well it's a common theme we, we heard it last week with jason and we talk to parents all the time about the importance of communication mm -hmm. um, and keeping the lines of communication open. And what, what you've just, what you've talked about is, Hey, car time and bedtime um, and breakfasts, right? It's, it's, it's all about conversation. Yeah. And one of the ways that we help our kids own their faith is for them to know, Hey, this is stuff that I can talk about. And I can ask questions. And my, my hunch is, Holly, um, that with the same vibrancy and enthusiasm that you embrace the all the things, <laughs> all, all, the, all the adolescent things, is that you're probably pretty comfortable as a mom if, if they haven't. But when the day comes where they come, start showing up with some of the tougher questions, mm -hmm. right? Like, well, yeah, yeah, we lived in Germany, so we've covered all of the topics. Yeah. <laughs> more wait, open wait, wait. Okay. I, between germany florida yeah. and idaho we're not making I, any friends no it's what, just what it's just open all topics are on on yeah. the table at all times yeah i mean it's right just, it's a very open yeah so you, and you're forced and to I, talk about stuff yeah, yeah. and i do want to say that if there's any way to travel or to mm. even go to florida or <laughs> but internationally i mean your kids world is so expanded and i mm. think right. that's one of the reasons why they own their faith so much is because they were put mm. in a german school right. where pe no one believed in god mm. and so mm. because they've had those challenges super early and they've had to own it for themselves yep. then we processed it yep. um i think they really yeah. have yeah. had so many opportunities yeah. to do that well putting your kids in faith stretching yeah. environments mm -hmm. yeah. right? whether it's a, a just a tougher more secular worldview environment mm -hmm. right like like your experience in germany was or or serving in ministry as a family like jason talked about last mm -hmm. week yeah right even in a very the safe missions. yeah i mean that that stretches yeah. their faith it makes them think about it differently it makes them um, live it out differently. And those are all examples of things that really do help our middle schoolers begin to own their faith and make their faith their own. Right. And and it ties into maybe the point that you said at the first part of your response, which is you, you intentionally are conscious as a parent of surrounding them with friends that share their faith. Um, not that you can't be friends with, you know, people who don't share faith, not at all, but especially maybe coming from Germany where you said there weren't any friends that your kids had that did share their faith. It's mm, almost like yeah. you that's something that is more 
we were you're very conscious of being back. Yeah, yeah like you value that you yeah. see like sometimes we just take it for granted like oh yeah there's you know christian friends all the time everywhere but when you don't have that you realize more like oh that's especially for middle school when yeah. they do care so much about what their peers think that mm. that is you know important to think about as parents too yeah. is how can we encourage friendships right in for a sure. faith environment yeah, yeah. so well, thank you again as we wrap up our time together. Um, for parents that are listening to this podcast that may have kids in the middle school stages that maybe may not share your <laughs> bright and positive <laughs> enthusiasm for all of the characteristics that middle schoolers can bring, um, which is, I and I'm not being facetious about it, I, I genuinely... Love that. I think that's so amazing. And that's an encouragement to me as a parent. Um, we talked about this a little bit last week, but it's just easy to listen to the narrative that everything is so negative about middle school mm -hmm. age. And it is very encouraging and refreshing and actually um, kind of, uh, you know, um, inspiring to hear someone talk about middle school in a positive way and to look for the positive mm -hmm. things. So I, yeah. I just really appreciate that perspective. Um, but for those parents who are listening with kids in this stage or about to enter that stage, any advice or encouragement or final thoughts on anything that you'd like to share with our listeners? Just continue being their biggest fans. Mm. Find that good. There's certainly hard days and there's certainly days where my kids don't want to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Just be patient. It'll get better. I mean, in 20 minutes, they'll tell you they're darkest secret or you know it's just it's just be faithful be consistent be there mm -hmm. and enjoy all the great things yeah. about middle schoolers yes. they're awesome yeah. i like that <laughs> well That's good. It, it's so good and it's a journey right yeah. i mean mid, raising kids is yeah. this crazy journey yep. and everything good bad crazy uh, challenging about raising children sort of a lot of it happens in very heightened ways in, in middle school. And you're going to go, you're going to raise middle schoolers, whether you like it or not. Every, every single parent is going to raise, is, is going to raise their kids are going to go through those years. So you might as well embrace the journey. You might yeah. as well enjoy it. You might as well look for the wins. Um, and I do think that the wins do outweigh the, the, the losses <laughs> and sure. the upsides are way bigger than the downsides, yeah. especially if we choose to, to, to look at it that mm -hmm. way and to yeah. focus on it. Every, every season of parenting has its unique challenges. Um, and middle school just has its unique challenges. Yeah. And so moms and dads of middle schoolers out there, you can do it. You're, yeah. do, you can you're, do you're, it. you're doing a great job. <laughs> I'm hanging there. Yeah. Um, it, this too shall pass. If it's been a tough season, this right. too shall pass. Um, and your how you navigate the middle school years, if you can just remember, be their cheerleader. That's good. As yeah. Holly said, be their biggest fan. Mm. Um, that is more important and more powerful. And to them, they may not ever say it to you, but to them, it's more meaningful mm. than, than I think sometimes we recognize. Middle schoolers need to know. Yeah. that mom and dad are their biggest fans. Um, they still really, really look up to you. They still want your influence in their life. The tendency in middle school is to back off a little bit as parents um, because they, they roll their eyes at us. They don't want us at the mall with them. They don't want us around, you know, <laughs> it's so, true. you know, like, you know, they, they suddenly want, Hey, drop me off 
two blocks away from school. <laughs> I'll walk the rest of the way. They don't want the um, 10 kisses yeah, on the cheeks. They don't want the 10 kisses on the cheeks. Um, but m- my experience has shown that most middle schoolers still really do view mom and dad as the most important people in their mm-hmm. life. Um, mom and dad just need to lean into that and, and don't, don't yield everything to the influence of their friends. Don't yield everything to the influence of their teachers and their coaches and mom yeah. and dad. You still, you still have a very, very important and regardless of whether they really express or not, you have a very mm-hmm. welcomed mm-hmm. presence in their life in middle school. And so be their cheerleader Hang in there. You're doing a great job. Thanks a ton for listening. Holly, thanks for joining Thank us. Thank you so thanks much. So great. It's been wonderful. So wonderful. And we will see everybody next time around. Bye, everyone. Bye.